ומוצא דיזיינר ודעליו קונקשן ורלשנשיפ בניסויים אי כשער. Once again, apologies for the long gap that we haven't had Matmonim uh, Shurim. Uh, while I was traveling, it, uh, I certainly needed the break and I appreciate it. Uh, and now we're, we're back to usual. Thanks to Rabbi Horowitz for giving the morning Shurim. And I have to say that one of the difficult things in preparing the Matmonim, apart from the time and effort that it takes and the focus and concentration, uh, is that you, the people who are present physically, um, quite apart from the hundreds of wonderful people who are part of the Matmonim learning virtually, Uh, you who sit around the table every morning uh, physically and, and learn together with me uh, creates such an energy. And that energy starts hours before the shira starts. Uh, as I start thinking of you and preparing for you, uh, you, you add so much chayu, so much life, vitality and energy into the process that without that, uh, it's not at all easy. So once again, thank you for, for being here. What creates the bond of unison in the marriage of a man and a woman? What makes them one unit? And there are three different views and three different she taught. The one is, it's the DNA. That's Rashi's view. The fact that husband and wife join together and by uniting, by fusing their DNA, they create a new single being that is composed of both of them. And the second is, it's the intimacy, the physical closeness of man and wife that makes them into one. That's the view of the Balaturim. And the third is the view of the Ramban, that it's about commitment. So the Therefore, a man will leave his father and his mother, and he will cleave to his wife, and they will become one single flesh. Uh, on that, as I said, Rashi says that the reason is that they, they come together through and, and thereby and create a child. The child, the baby, is made by both of them, and that's where they become one common flesh. Uh, the Ramban says that can't be because animals do that as well. If it's about the chemical fusing of DNA, then animals do that. That's just a, a, a chemical reaction. That's not what, what love and connection really is. The Balaturim says it's the physical connection because he says if you look at the very next pasuk, it's by Yushnehem Arumima, Adam Vishto. And Adam, Adam and his wife were, were naked and that introduces the story of the snake. And they didn't feel shame. They felt, intim- they felt intimacy and closeness and were willing to be vulnerable with one another. That intimacy which follows straight on the posuk of the davak b'yishtov ayuna basar echad, and then immediately afterwards is vayushnehem arumim, says the Balaturim, that means that that is the, the, what makes them one, that physical intimacy is what makes them one. The Ramban says it's neither of those, but it is an emotional commitment that he makes to her and they make to one another. Vayachpotz ba'lihi yotah tamid imo. It's he, when he chooses a woman with whom he wants to be all the time. He doesn't need anybody else. He doesn't want anybody else. He wants this person to be with him all the time. V'ro'im et neshoteim ki'ilu heni mam lebasar echad. And they see, men and see their wives as, as a single unit, uh, as the two of them being one single unit. Uh, and that's the meaning of she'er basar. Uh, which is used in Vayikra, and we'll, we'll, we'll see in a moment. That's familial connection and creativeness, and, 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 um, and, and f- familial cre- connection and relationship. People who have one family are called She'er Basar. That's where, where, where it comes from. Those are the, the three different views that we have. And clearly, a mere physical relationship 
doesn't create the familial connections that we're talking about. Uh, there's a need for a deeper emotional and spiritual connection. And that's the topic of the of the sugya that we're dealing with in the beginning of the 11th parak of this wonderful Masechda Ayyavamot, uh, where we look at the fact that um, if a man has a casual relationship with a woman, whether it is rape or seduction, but it's not marriage, it's not commitment, that doesn't create a unified family. So the, the result would be, as the Mishnah says, nosim al ha'anusav, al ha'mefutah. If a man has a casual relationship with a woman, he can still marry that woman's sister, daughter, mother. Uh, they don't become asurim. That's how you determine halachically when a family is created. When a family is created, then relationships within that family are incestuous. But if a man is allowed to marry the sister or mother or daughter of his girlfriend, so to say, then there isn't a family. Now, that isn't a, a unison. Uh, even though if a man has is married and then he has a casual relationship uh, w- with a relative of his wife, a close relative of his, his wife, then he's chayav mita or sreifa, he's chayav death or karet, depending on the relationship that he had. So there we see that the mere sexual connection, the physical connection between a man and a woman, that doesn't create family. And the origin of that, Rava teaches us, comes from the fact that in Arayot, in the forbidden relationships, She'er Ketiv Bu, the word She'er is used. And we saw in the Ramban already the idea of She'er as being familial connection. Benisuin Ika She'er, Ba'onsin Leka She'er. And the Gemara says, where there's a marriage, there is she'er. Where there's a rape, there is not she'er. There is not the creation of any kind of, of family relationship. And Tosfot goes further and explains that. Tosfot, in asking and probing a little bit further the, the, the dinim that are mentioned in this piece of Gemara, uh, including the prohibition of uh, a man marrying the daughter of his wife or the granddaughter of his wife, um, uh, Tosfut uh, comes to the conclusion, Re says, uh, Since the word She'er is written in those forbidden relationships, She'er is the outcome of Nisu'in. She'er is the outcome of marriage, and we'll define that more clearly in a moment, it's not the outcome of just a physical relationship. Uh, because Tosford wanted to suggest that maybe uh, there's only a prohibition if he's had a physical relationship both with the mother and the daughter or the mother and the granddaughter. Says Tosford, no, the mere fact that he is married to a woman means he is forbidden immediately to all the relatives of that woman. And the Rambam states that very clearly in Hilchot Yishut Perik Yud, when an arusa, an arusa is a betrothed woman. Betrothal takes place when the man does a kinyan with her. He he gives her the ring, as we do today, uh, and says the the, the the brachot of of kiddushin, and he says harayat mekudeshetli. That makes her an arusa. She is betrothed. She's now. Uh, forbidden to anybody else, but not yet permitted to him. Until the Nisuim, which is the next step. And 
after the Nisuim, says the Rambam, once they're under the chupa together, she's considered married. Properly married. Even though they have not yet had a physical relationship. So what we see here again is that that creation of a family unit, a husband and a wife becoming one, is not the outcome of their sexual relationship. It's not the outcome of their physical intimacy. It's the outcome of a public declaration of exclusivity. The fact that a man takes this woman and stands with her under the chuppah in public, there has to be a minion present when that takes place. Uh, that's what creates the nisuin. And that's what creates she'er, says the Gemara and Tersfus amplifies. It's the standing under the chuppah, the nisuin, uh, which creates the uh, she'er, the idea of a single family unit. Now, not everybody considers Nisuin to be the standing under the chuppah. And the Shulchan Aruch in Evan Oezer, Simen Nunhe, talks about the different views that, that there are in this matter. And the Ramor brings four different views. The one is that kol shehevia hachatan lebeitol l'shem Nisuin. The... Unlike the Shulchan Aruch, who says that it's, it's a yichud, they have to be alone together in order for Nisuim to take place. The Ramos says, some say it just has to be the chuppah. He just has to bring her to his home, uh, whether that's the chuppah or he has, uh, brings it literally to his home. If he brings her into his home for the purpose of marriage, that is Nisuim. The second view is the spreading of a cloth over the two of them, holding some kind of canopy over both of them. Uh, different from a chuppah, just, just enwrapping them both in a, in a canopy. That is the, the, the nisuim. Um, and the third view is that the uh, bedekin is the nisuim. Vaminhag pashut achshav. And then the Ramor adds that the current minhag is likrot chupa, makom shimach nisim sham yiriya prusal gabi klunasot. A chupa is the place where you put a canopy over four poles, and you bring the chatan and the kala under this canopy, in public, and he is mekadesh, he, he does the, the erusim there, the kiddushin, under the chuppah they make the birkas erusim, they make the two brachos for the erusim, and the seven brachot for the nisuin. And after that, one takes them indoors and they have a meal together, they break their fast in a private place. And that's what we mean by chuppah, what we mean by nisuim. So it's the whole marriage process, according to the Ramor. As you come under the chuppah, you do the erusim, you do the, the sheva brachos of the nisuin, and then you go into the chedu yichud. That whole process is called nisuin. And that creates nisuin. But clearly, everybody holds, as the Rambam says, Everybody quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, there are different views, that there is no need for physical um, physical connection. There doesn't have to be a, a physical relationship between the two of them. They might not even have touched one another. And it's already called Nisuin. The Nisuin is a function then, um, not, not of any physical action, but of the public expression of a total commitment of husband and wife to one another. And so it's not intimacy that creates commitment. It's rather that the declaration of commitment creates the conditions for intimacy. 
and and for a new reality. That's the power of commitment. That's what a commitment can do, uh, not just halachically, but in terms of reality as well. It can create this new being, this family unit, which now has all sorts of halachic ramifications in terms of things which are permitted and things which are, are not permitted, the many things which are not permitted and things that the, the whole of our Masechet has dealt with, has taken for granted that we're dealing with couples who are who are married to one another. So this starts this 11th parak where we look at the difference between um, a family relationship where there isn't a physical connection or a physical connection where there isn't a family relationship. Uh, and we're going to look at all these different permutations of the correlation between physical connection and family. But opening up this, this parak, we, we learn that the creation of that family unit of a Hayula Basar Echad becoming one single unit, one unified concept as the married couple isn't a function of physical connection. It isn't a function of touching one another or having any kind of sexual relationship with one another. It's a function of being Mekadish, of, of creating Kedusha, of creating sanctity and public declaration in the commitment of the husband and the wife to live together exclusively.